0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Client Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we keep hearing about the housing market. It's the one glimmer of hope in all of this craziness with COVID-19 Coronavirus, lockdowns, everything else. This was a really good article that I found. Um, actually, no, I didn't find this article at all. I totally apologize. And the reason I wanted to do this podcast is because this was an article sent to me from Mary Austin. Mary Austin is a real estate broker that I have known. For quite a few years, her son Mitch was is friends with my son Brennan, they used to hang out a lot. And I've spoken with and done some consultation with Mary on a bunch of properties. And Mary, if you're out there listening, I hope you're doing great. Thank you for sending this article. If you are a buyer or a seller and you run across Mary Austin out in the real estate world here in Bellevue, Washington, greater Seattle area, work with her. She's a great gal. She seriously works very hard for her clients always goes above and beyond. She's a top notch agent. So Mary, thank you for sending this article in the Wall Street Journal. Let's jump on into it. And the crux of this article is that U.S. existing home sales rose 20.7% in June. Now, I know that's last month, but it takes a little bit to get all the national stats. We always talk about the local Seattle real estate market, but I also want to kind of touch on what's happening on a national basis. So we had a month over month existing home sales going up 20.7%. Now, you might say, yeah, but that's because the month before was so bad, so bad is the month before was May, which reflected sales from March and April that were negotiated in those months. And so yep, sales are way down, but they're way back up. And so let's take a look and see kind of what's going on. We know interest rates are down, we know people are buying. um, But what's driving a lot of this across the country, because from me here, you get a perspective of Seattle. And I want to I wanna make that a little bit more macro, less micro, more macro. And let's check out and see what's going on across the country. So monthly activity, uh, what's that drop down menu? Monthly activity remains well below pre-pandemic levels as fears about job security and health keep many potential buyers sidelined. Yeah, but we got this home sales going up 20.7% in June. There's something going on. What is going on? A sluggish U.S. housing market is staging a recovery amid the pandemic, shaking off high unemployment, a rising number of infections as buyers with pent-up demand seize on record low mortgage rates. Sales of previously adjusted, uh, no, sales of previously owned homes rose 20.7% in June over the prior month and a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 4.72 million. That's according to data from the National Association of Realtors that was released uh, last Wednesday. The biggest monthly increase on record going back to 1968. That's an awesome year because that's the year I was born. It was very close to the summer of love. Um, which we didn't have here at CHOP, but uh, Summer of Love, I think was 1969. I'm born in 68, but November of 68, so I almost hit 1969. So close, yet so far. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Um, Okay, so we are going to keep going here. The surge in existing home sales follows other recent bullish indicators, such as rising new home sales, robust home builder activity, and a flood of mortgage applications. Driving sales or apartment renters seeking more space. I get that one. Young families moving to the suburbs. Okay, yeah, all right. And wealthy city dwellers looking for second homes, brokers and economists say. That's what they're saying, that those are factors. I also think it's just a lot of that pent up demand didn't happen early this year when the whole coronavirus happened. It, everything just got put on hold and all of a sudden, whoosh people are out there doing something. All right, the housing, this is a quote from Lawrence Yoon. I, I like to call him Larry, but I know that's disrespectful. But that's what I always think of when I see Lawrence. So from Lawrence Yoon, the housing market is red, red is hot, red hot, said Lawrence Yoon, chief economist for the National Association of Realtors and Industry Trade Group. As we are coming out of the lockdown, we see this backlog of buyers trying to take advantage of the record low mortgage rates. I think, that's, I think that sums it up really well. We've got this big backlog of buyer demand and people are like, oh my gosh, look at interest rates. I was just looking at mortgage interest rates on um, CNBC. I can't really read backwards, otherwise I'd read to you what's on the screen right now as I'm pointing to the CNBC screen. But I think uh, mortgage rates were like 2.89% for 30-year fixed. And these are averages. So there's some a little bit higher and some a little bit lower. So 2.89% for 30-year fixed. 3.8 for jumbo, jump. that's expensive money for jumbo, right? It should be lower, but whatever. People don't want to do jumbo loans right now. They're too freaked out, lenders are too freaked out about what's going on. So 2.89 for a 30-year fixed, I said that twice already, right? Sorry. 3.8 for jumbo and 2.5 for 15-year mortgage crazy low numbers. So you can't really blame people for going, Oh, my gosh, those are the mortgage rates, let's go get a house or whatever they're doing. All right. So even with the jump in home sales, monthly activity remains well below levels that were seen before the spring lockdowns. June sales marked an 11.3% decrease from a year earlier. Many potential buyers remain in the sidelines concerned about job security, or the health risks related to visiting homes. Think if we had all these people they're talking about sitting on the sideline, if we had all those people in the market right now, it would be it's already a cluster, but it'd be way worse. I'm consulting people, I had a conversation with uh, one of my brokers, Henry, this weekend, we're talking about um, trying to put together a, a contingent offer. That's an offer where you need to sell your home to buy the home that you've made an offer on. Contingent offers are not happening in the Seattle marketplace and other hot markets because people don't wanna wait for you to sell their home. They've got 10 offers. They're gonna take that top offer that has no contingencies, that where they've waived their building inspection, they've waived their financing. They're basically just saying, how much do you want? Because we're going to do it on our escalation clause. When can I buy your home? And P.S. I love your home. So does my wife. We love your home. We want your home. What's it going to take? That's what's going on. We're not having any situations where The market's slow enough where sellers are willing to consider, okay, yeah, even though it might take you a month or two months to sell your home, we're willing to wait for that and we'll cut you a deal based on that. That's not happening. The opposite of that is happening. It's a real seller's market right now. So, sales of previously owned homes, and that's that's exclusively what we're talking about here, is previously owned homes. So, anything other than a new construction home, sales of previously owned homes, which make up the vast majority of U.S. housing stock, were particularly strong last month in the West and the South. Mr. Yoon said uh, activity was higher in small towns and suburbs than in urban areas. Compared with the year earlier, sales increased for homes between 250 and 500 thousand while declining for lower-priced and higher-priced homes. That's interesting. Decline for lower-priced. Um, that seems weird, doesn't it? What's going on there? I get the higher-priced homes, because higher-priced homes don't have jumbo financing, mm-hmm. or like I just said, 3.8%. Uh, not a great bargain. So rising home sales could boost the... And, and when I say not a great bargain, any mortgage rate under 5% is Epic. Epic. So if you're at 3.8% for a jumbo, that's a really good rate. It's just all in relation to we've been so spoiled with these crazy low rates that that's what we're talking about. Ah, 3%, 8, 3.8% on a jumbo, oh, It's really high. It's not. It's a great rate. Anything under five is a great rate. Go out and get it. So rising home sales could boost the economy as builders ramp up construction and new homeowners splurge on furniture and renovations. But a resurgence in COVID-19 cases and continued high unemployment could weigh on demand in the coming months. The housing market typically accounts for between 15% and 18% of the U.S. economy. That's a big chunk. That's one-fifth, if, if you're going go to go that 18%. That's pretty darn close to one-fifth of the U.S. economy. That's according to the National Association of Home Builders. So today is Monday, July, the, I don't know, 20th 7th, July twenty seventh. Thanks, Nikki. But today is Monday, July the twenty seventh, And we're going to get I think a preview from the Senate on what cares 2.0 uh, act is going to look like. So we had the heroes act from the house. That was a $3 trillion proposal. That was a uh, rolled out back in May, the Senate basically said, yep, no go dead on arrival. So now the Senate is putting together their proposal, and they're going to have to work out some bipartisan approach here, because most of the federal aid and moratoriums and stuff, those are all going away. And it's clear with the amount of unemployment we've got going, we need probably some kind of second, uh, second federal stimulus package. And that's what we're looking at. And so a lot of what we're talking about is if the market, if the wheels come off the market again, because we can't put a stimulus package together, or if all of these tenants and these um, tenants and homeowners who've got moratoriums going on, if those things are not taken care of, if there aren't enough things in place for people, then you might have some real impact to the housing market and to the market in general. Um, So that's what we're talking about here, is that the high unemployment and if we don't have a second stimulus package in place, people are kind of freaking out. But the housing market, it doesn't even seem to recognize any of those factors so far. I think people are just throwing those out there as Oh, yeah, that might impact the economy. And I did a podcast way before any of this happened, I think in January, I want to go back and find that podcast. And it was like, here are the four things that could possibly derail the housing market. And one of them was The Coronavirus, I had never even really heard of it, because I think it was back in January when I was talking about it. It was just this weird outside thing happening over in China at the time. If that got bad, things could really kind of crater. Oh, and they did. Just just an FYI, they really did, didn't they? So amazing how much this has impacted everything. I just saw Google. I'm rambling about a lot of random stuff, but that's what happens over the weekend. I just saw Google extended their work from home. Until when was that Nikki, June of 2021? Uh, July. July of 2021 a year from now Google. So that's a that's a long time. We'll see if that really happens. But right now, that's where we're at. So let's keep going. The housing market has been a rare bright spot for what's expected to be an exceptionally weak second quarter for the economy. Well, we all kind of knew the economy, the economy, we're in a recession, right? Nobody's talking about that because there's enough good stuff out there where you don't have to focus on, oh, my gosh, everything's tanked. It's terrible. It's horrible. Oh, we're all going to go under. We're not talking about that. There's enough positive stuff. And then there's kind of just this fear about the coronavirus itself. Oh, my gosh, these cases are just going through the roof. What is going on? States are shutting down. There's the opening and reopening. My gym's probably gonna get my second gym's probably gonna get shut down again. And I just started working out there last week. What a drag! Um, first world problems, right? Could be way worse. Gross domestic product is expected to contract at a thirty-five point three percent annual rate in the second quarter. Second quarter being um, May, June, July. And that's according to data firm IHS Market. That would mark the sharpest quarterly deterioration. I'll say that again. That would mark the sharpest quarterly deterioration in records dating back to 1947. Well, we've never shut the economy down, have we? Ever? No, not for anything. Maybe war, but I think we just really turbocharged the economy during the war because you're making so much stuff. Uh, home home sales have been in a two-year rut headed into 2020 weighed down by perennially tight supply and historically high home prices. So we're talking about the actual number of home sales. And when you see that home sales have dropped, or you see that home sales have gone up, it doesn't necessarily correlate to home prices have gone up. You might have a ton of home sales happen, but prices could go down. You might have that drop. Typically, it doesn't happen that way. And typically, when you have a rise in home sales, that means people are buying things up and prices usually go up. But that that doesn't necessarily have to correlate. But what we're talking about is there just hasn't been the big rotation of home sales because there hasn't been enough supply to keep that going here in the Seattle market, we are under a one month of supply, which I keep saying is like going to the grocery store and all the shelves are sold out, you got like one little can of peas over in the corner that nobody wants because they're generic. And they're probably just as good as whatever brand of good peas there are out there. But it's like, oh, I don't want to have that one can there's probably some Rona on that can don't want that. So the housing market is sold out. It's not that bad. There's still stuff coming on. But as 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 soon as it comes on, boom, it's gone on off on off on off. So there's this constant rotation in the housing market. And we just can't get a foothold with uh, inventory just we're not seeing it. All right, even solid US economic growth and low unemployment couldn't get sales moving. That's because there aren't enough homes out there to sell. The housing market showed signs of finally busting out when activity surged at the start of the year. And I really felt like that was the case. I really felt like we were off to the races in February. And I think what we're experiencing right now is a continuation of that. Uh, the, the economy was just going gangbusters at that point, too. I think we were in for a real run in 2020. And I think what's happening now is about as good as you can expect during a global pandemic. So February existing home sales hit their highest monthly pace in 13 years, but they hit a wall a few weeks later after widespread lockdowns kept buyers indoors, prevented real estate agents from showing homes in some places, and present and prompted some sellers to pull their houses off the market. We had that we had home buyers getting denied for loans, we had home sellers uh, saying, Nope, I don't want my house. Um, you know i don't want a bunch of strangers going through my house touching all my stuff i have to clean everything and then you've got some home, home sellers some home sellers who are like yeah there's nothing on the market i'm just going to go ahead and put my house on see how this goes and we've had some home sellers really benefit from the lack of supply, because guess what? There's not much out there for buyers to look at. Now, the major question is whether June's strong sales pace can continue through the summer. In the weekend of July 14th, about one fourth of American adults missed their latest mortgage or rent payment or had little confidence that they can make the next payment on time, according to the Census Bureau. So you've got this really crazy dichotomy going on. We've got a bunch of people out of work who are struggling and trying to figure out how they're going to make their mortgage payment, how they're going to make the rent payment. Oh my gosh, these rent moratoriums, these... mortgage forbearance programs, these are kind of ending, there's a bunch of this stuff ending, what am I going to do? And then on the flip side of that, you've got this real estate market that is just going gangbusters. And so you've got this real haves and have nots. And that's what I keep talking about. And that's what we're working with here, right, is people who are trying to keep a roof over their head, put food on the table, they need some kind of help, probably from the federal government. And then you've got a lot of other people going, man, I need a home, I've got money, let's go my job, my Google job that I can count on working from home until July or June, July 2021. Work from home, keep it going working from home. Let's keep going here. So homes typically under contract a month or two before the sale closes. In our market here, it's like a month or less, we're seeing a lot of two week closes, three week closes. And I keep going, there's no way they're going to close that in two weeks. And they do. So who knows? What do I know? So the June data largely reflects purchase decisions made in April or May. And in April, it was rough. In May, it was getting better. But, you know, month over month, we're just seeing better and better data because we're coming out of a, you know, nationwide kind of Shutdown or massive slowdown based on the economy. Some agents and brokers are optimistic that the usual spring demand has been pushed to the summer. That's what I think is happening, and that momentum is building. I think it's going to keep going like this for a couple of months, and then we'll have a good fall. But I think this uh, this winter it'll slow down. I don't see this going. I think that's a really long run for a real estate market, especially here in Seattle. And I think real estate brokers and everybody else are just going to be kind of tired. And we're going to take a big break in December. So I think that's what happens. The spring is normally the busiest season for home sales as buyers with children want to move into new homes before the school year starts. That totally happens. Beginning of spring, let's roll. Let's get all set up. Let's get our new house painted. Let's get little Johnny's room all set up so we can go to school. We're not even going to school this year, are we? There's no school. Just stay at home, play Xbox, pretend you're studying. We were in a strong housing market before and we're going back to it again, said Jerry Howard, chief executive of the National Association of Home Builders. Even in places where the virus is peaking, there is still interest in home buying. I see that all the time. It's like they got a lot of sales and yet their Rona numbers are really high. What's going on there? So some of the house markets in May, which would be reflected in the June sales data were Phoenix, Nashville, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Florida, and Austin, Texas, said Daniel Hale. Chief economist of Realtor.com and the Wall Street Journal. This article is from, does a disclaimer that News Corp, parent of the Wall Street Journal, operates Realtor.com. Okay, I don't care. I just want to source it. So let's look at those uh, cities. All right, we got Phoenix. Well, we know that's a cluster, right? Nashville, is Tennessee, are they having crazy Corona numbers? I don't really know. Uh, Florida, I know, is Jacksonville. My favorite artist right now, Limp Biscuit. Uh, is from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, that just great music there. Um, You might argue with me, but that's what I'm doing right now. And Austin, Texas. So Texas, some crazy, crazy numbers there. And yet their housing market is going really, really well. This it's a weird time. In the Phoenix area, some houses on the market are getting 20 or more offers. We're seeing that here in Seattle, said Kelly Khalil, an agent with Redfin. The number of homes for sale is limited and buyers are worried about missing out, she said. I'm starting to feel like this time next year, we won't have any houses under 400,000 in our hottest hottest markets. And I'm feeling like that here in Seattle, but it's under 500. You're just not going to have anything. Economists warn that the growing COVID-19 outbreaks in some parts of the country including Arizona, Texas, and Florida, could slow the market's gains. Some buyers from New York and California are delaying their trips to Miami to shop for homes due to concerns about the state's rising case count, said Danny Hertzberg, an agent with Caldwell Banker Realty. Yeah, but is that really going to slow down the housing market? I don't think so. It felt like we were gaining momentum week after week, month after month, and all of a sudden there's a little bit of a pause, Mr. Hertzberg said. That's because I think your market specifically is slowed down, that's not going to cause impact to all these other markets. It's just in your market, you finally realized oh my gosh, your Rona cases are going through the roof. You got to do something. Other housing indicators suggest a more bullish mood is emerging. A measure of U.S. home builder competence rose in July to pre pandemic levels, National Association of Home Builders said last week. Housing starts, a measure of U.S. home building also rose 17.3% in June from May. But you got to remember, we had uh, historically low levels of builder confidence, like fell off the chart, not even on the chart. Like two pages down was where builder's confidence was, just way down there. They were like, oh my gosh, yeah, we're not building any homes. Why would we? We're in the midst of a pandemic. Nobody's going to buy them. This process is expensive and it takes forever. Not doing it. We're not going to build any homes. And then they started realizing, oh my gosh, the real estate market's still really hot. Let's go build some homes and let's do this. And that's a massive over-exaggeration of what happens. But it's really just how builders are feeling about the strength of the economy relative to what they can put uh, inventory on the marketplace and get it sold. And so we went from builders saying, no, nope, not going to happen. We're not really doing much to, oh my gosh, we're off to the races here. Um, pending new home sales rose to a record in June Uh, Meyer said. Uh, So we've got pending home sales, number of home sales in general for resale home. um, And we've got housing starts rising 17.3% in June. These are all national numbers. These are all from across the United States. So yeah, you might have some markets that are going to get slowed down And particularly some markets where if you don't have uh, the CARES Act 2.0 get enacted shortly here, you're going to have some markets where there's going to be some pretty massive sets of evictions, I think. You're going to have a lot of people having some really tough struggle times. But again, we go back to the haves and the have nots of our economy, kind of our society. And I don't want to go too deeply into that. But that's what we're talking about, isn't it? You got people who have money that are able to afford these low interest rates. If you talk to people um, in a lot of walks of life and you ask them, hey, what do you think the 30-year fixed mortgage rate is? You know what they'll say? I have no idea. No idea. And most people don't really care what those numbers are unless you're buying a house, or you're refinancing. And then you're looking on your phone at an app every 10 minutes. Can I get a better rate? Can I get a better rate? What can I get? What kind of rate can I get? Or you're calling your mortgage broker? What can you lock me in for? What am I going to get locked in for? How's this going to go? Am I going to be able to take advantage of these those rates? Because it saves you a lot of money. I mean, it's a big savings uh, to get a lower interest rate, even by like an eighth or a quarter it's a lot of money that you don't have to pay that if you can lock that in, it makes total sense. So that's what's going on across the country. You've got a lot of people taking advantage of low rates, even though it's starting to get, it's finally starting to get hot here in summer in Seattle. We're having our first day where I think we're hit 90. I know in the rest of the country, you've been like, man, we've had that weather for like three months now. We don't get that in Seattle here until uh, July the fifth, a day after the fourth, not on the fourth, the day after. and this year it's July what 27th. We're even behind that. so we're getting our first 90 degree day. We'll have a couple of weeks of this and then we're into fall. We'll have those call cool fall evenings. maybe we'll have an Indian summer seeing a lot more of that, but um, and maybe that'll help out the real estate market too. But it's on fire right now. Um, markets going strong, across the United States, things are going strong, you're not going to see those short sales, you're not going to see those bank owned foreclosures, not going to happen other way, you're going to see appreciation. And I think right now you are seeing record levels of appreciation. Nobody's talking about it, because they don't know they haven't seen it. But that's what's going to happen. So you can say you heard that first here on the Seattle real estate podcast. So that's it for, for me on this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love to have you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And thank you for subscribing on the, the podcast platforms as well. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest Reynolds Klein Appraisal and your host of this episode of the Seattle real estate podcast. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now.